individual and group therapy. Ba 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 ba. What? Hey there, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm here with Clydette. And this is the things that we tell each other. Yes, back again. Mm hmm. After a long hiatus. We shall let you explain the hiatus. So we were in the process of recording an episode that I was very excited about. It was exhausting for Clydette because it was all about her and her life. Um, it was her birthday week. It was your idea, though, and I was against sitting down and talking about right all the events in my life just because mm-hmm. it's, it's uncomfortable and it's a little bit like therapy. But you wanted to do it the week of my birthday and our anniversary. Right. Um, we So we kind of did it in a couple sittings. In the last sitting, we had some um, audio issues, and we lost the entire segment, which was devastating. Because that segment was the hardest to talk through. Mm-hmm. So we are going to release what we did get right after we do this episode um, because I am still excited about the audio that we have. We just don't have the full story. To be continued, which I think with some time has passed now Mm -hmm. and we've been asked by several of the listeners where the podcast went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we're going to like do it again with today's topic, which I'm super pumped about talking about because Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be entertaining. It's thought provoking. It's gonna. It might irritate some people, but let's just right now before I even say anything else, <laughs> just approach this episode with an open mind. Don't come into it thinking you need to teach us something or change our minds. Or by all means, contact us with what you want to say, and we right. we welcome that. But remember the premise of the podcast. These are the things we tell each other. So the conversation we're going to have today is taken from conversations you and I have had about the topic. Mm -hmm. And that's where it authentically matches the mission and point of the Mm -hmm. podcast. And that's why I'm excited about it. So we're not coming at it with a sarcastic... It'll be sarcastic because it's... Well, it's me. Right. We're not coming at it from like a bitter place Mm -hmm. because it's, well, you. And you're kind of bitter on this topic, I think. Me? A little, I mean, all right, so is bitter not a good word? Um, no, because I, I, I think maybe years ago we could have both said, yes, we're very, we were very bitter about this topic, but I think we've moved on to, like, the conversations you and I have are oftentimes, like, something will come up in social media or TV or a comment from a friend. Or in the calendar. Right, and we... Like, it just kind of, where we are now, it just kind of makes us pause and laugh a little. And, and then, have a natural, organic And then we have a conversation, conversation. about it. Conversation, yep. So, I think that's where we were going with when we were t- talking about making this our topic for the podcast, is we've been kind of avoiding religion in general-ish. Um, for many reasons. Right, but then we're kind of like, but you and I both were talking about it today, before this podcast... And we're like, but these are the conversations we have all the time. Like, why are we not doing this on our podcast? Yeah, and I just want to also say the difference between how we're going to present this information Mm -hmm. today, what the conversations you and I have versus the first time we did the podcast is we were, again, we've mentioned this before, we were not in a good place with religion and the church. 
specific to or organized religion, I think a lot of healing has taken place since Pennsylvania. It's mm-hmm. been a couple years since we first did that. Just so you know, I can every time you swallow the tea, I can hear it like really loud. It's trying to be super quiet about really it. Really loud. So I think today it's more about we wanted to give people the insight into the things we tell each other. Right. Yep. Specific to this topic when yeah. it's not just religion. So would you like to introduce the topic? And we we haven't. We didn't banter, but honestly, I don't even feel like Let's bantering. See. I gotta be honest with you because this last couple of weeks for both of us has been hellaciously stressful. Yeah, and I don't even want to talk about our jobs because our jobs have just been a so insane mm-hmm. in a good way, right? And yeah. in, 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 in mm-hmm. a tough way. Mm-hmm. So our banter is going to be about that, and I don't really want to banter about <laughs> that. So, so I titled this this episode "Happy Easter?" Question mark. Dun, 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 dun. So we kind of we spoiled a little bit, but so we might as well just get right into the. I think so. Today is Easter. Yeah. So today we're recording on Easter. We are going to release this today. So you're kind of getting a Easter day special, of, if you will. Right. Um, I didn't know we were releasing today. I'm quite excited to hear. Yeah, that. I figured why not. We do have a guest today. We want to say. Um, it's a little odd because our guest is blinking. Uh, guests don't generally blink. Mm-hmm. Well, they blink with their eyes, but we have a guest visitor, and she is named A-L-E-X-A. Yeah. And she's searching right now, so that's freaking me out because she's always <laughs> listening, and that's how I, I'm waiting well, I'm for SWAT to, to come to the house whenever we talk about my political feelings. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out what she's doing right now because that... That I doesn't spent make sense. 15 minutes prior to us. And we need her because she's part of our special. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get into the topic and see if she works? And we'll I see guess. If and then if she doesn't work, then we'll take a break. Or we'll just t- say what we learned from her today. I think she's fine. Nope, she's not. She's searching again. She's listening. She might just be listening because we're talking. Yeah, but... But she never lights oh, up. Oh. Now she's going offline. That's so, not good. Yeah, she's not a good guest. I think she's too inconsistent and a bit self-centered. We might be okay now. Yeah, she's being <laughs> a jerk. But anyway, she's the Echo Dot, but we can't. Right. We can't. We're going to use her today in the podcast. Yeah. Just to give you guys some technical definitions of the holidays. Right. Because we're actually going to do, we're not just going to talk about Easter, we're actually going to talk about a couple. Mm-hmm. So we were going to do, or we're not, we're going to do, we are going to do top five religious holidays and the things that we tell each other tell each other about them so we're going to count down from five right so we're going to start at five yes and (laughs) we're going to go to the number one holiday that has the most thoughts and the most conversation you and i have ever right told each other things about and so to note we're because we'll probably have some people like, oh, that wasn't chronological order. No, it's We're not. We're not doing a chron- chronological order. We're doing it based off of what we feel gets the most attention as a whole in the church community. And, and like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but if you're worried about chronological order, <laughs> this is not the podcast for you because we're well, going to point out but also if the you're, insanity of some of it anyway. If you're worried about the chronological order, 
the Bible doesn't even have it right. So. No. So just relax. Put your thumbs away. Take a deep breath. <laughs> we made some hot tea today because uncharist- uncharacteristically, it is. it started out rainy and thunder, which is early. Mm. Our season hasn't started yet. And it was reminiscent of Pennsylvania Easter. So I got all excited and we made hot English breakfast tea with Florida honey. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It is good. It's just it, mine's mad strong. But anyway, so also just shout out to John Cusack from one of my favorite movies, High Fidelity, because I was watching High Fidelity at 6 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. and that's what inspired that we're going to do our top five. Right. Because if you've watched that movie, the premise is the top five Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. horrible breakups he's gone through. Right. And he walks through each one of them. So we're going to do that with holidays associated to the religious calendar and the things we tell each other. Yeah. Also. About these holidays. Side note. I think it's my mic that kind of causes that weird background noise sometimes. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I turned it down to not have everybody listen to me drink. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, all right, do you want to start? Yeah, let's go. Or do you want... I mean, we're still kind of early into the podcast to do a break, so we'll just... Yeah, you and the breaks. Going. We don't need a break. But the breaking does prevent us from losing content. Right. Because we didn't break. We got too serious, yeah. and we forgot to break, we and the thing, the thing went on the fritz. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, number five. Number five. Drum roll. Do you have a drum roll? That's pretty good. Yeah. So is lint. Lint. Not the stuff that comes in your dryer. Right. That's lint. Yeah. This is lint. So there's L-E-N-T and the stuff that is in the dryer, which fascinating the kind of facts about how gross lint is but yeah. this is we're talking about lint which let's just clarify lint isn't celebrated in every doc in every uh, denomination right but we're going to bring in our third guest if she works mm-hmm. and let's see if she works we'll see alexa what is lint lent is the solemn christian religious observance in the liturgical year commemorating the 40 days jesus christ spent fasting in the desert and enduring temptation by satan According to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, before beginning his public ministry. Okay, good job, thank you. I so think I, what I want is your Lent story. Okay. And then I'm going to give my Lent story, and then we're going to talk about Lent. Can I ask a question, though? Of me or our guest? Uh, maybe both. Because I just it, I just picked up on the fact that she doesn't mention John. Why didn't John talk about this? That happens with the Gospels. It, there, there's oftentimes account accounts that are not from all of them, mm-hmm. which is another problem I should never have discovered while attending a very expensive seminary. <laughs> because not only did I not get the answers I needed when I pointed out that there were timelines wrong, they reported it wrong, mm-hmm. everybody had a different opinion, but yet... We go back to Timothy saying all of the word is God breathed. So God was confused evidently on the timeline too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That Interesting. John, yeah, that some some of them will be omitted from mm-hmm. them giving their account of things. And it also depended on who was traveling at the time if we're specifically discussing Jesus too, who was around him when and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the gospels get a little funky that way too. Right. Well, I also have a problem with the Gospels in general that, like, most of them are recorded, like, many, 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 many 
hundreds of thousands of years later, right? I don't know if it's quite that long, but yes, mm. there's a significant time difference before when things are being recalled, which is fascinating to me because nowadays you're not even allowed to testify in court mm-hmm. if too much time has lapsed before you witnessed something. Right. Because right. of the incapacity of the human brain, trauma, things that get in the way of remembering accounts. But we'll get corrected on that by our <laughs> Christian friends. They'll right. let us know when the Gospels were allegedly recorded. But it, yes, there's a gap in time. from. It's not like they were live and they sat down and started scribing the Bible. Right. Like that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. That's This is later mm-hmm. when we have to start to control population and write stories that make them feel crappy about themselves so that we can get them under control. But that's not the point of today's podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your Lent story? So Lent is basically Jesus fasting, right? So giving up something for this period of time. In the desert. For 40 days. Before he runs for president. Before he takes yeah. his run for yeah. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. It was kind of his intro into his his ministry. Mm-hmm. His yeah. time, yeah. So I had a friend. This was, I mean, I was. You were young, right? I was young. I think. Hmm. It's gonna be it was funny. Probably just before going to Brazil, so probably like nine. It's gonna be funny that you're gonna talk about Brazil because I can tell you right now, the mic is picking up that loud ass bird. That's outside. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like Brazil. <laughs> yep. So we were visiting a friend's family, like a family friend's house. And one of the kids was like, he was like a little bit older than I was. So it wasn't really in my crowd, if you will. How old do you think you guys were? Just a rough estimate. I was probably nine. So you were kids, children. And he was probably like... Ooh, you know, the old and mature 13, right? Oh, okay. So, but he was like super grumpy. He was being like snippety and short with everybody. And I remember asking his mom, like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> right? And she was like, oh, yeah, he's part of a youth group and they're fasting for, for Lent, like for a week, right? And she says it's really affecting him. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. But I remember like even as a kid, I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, they're all, like, you know, the adults, and they're all like, oh, look at him. He's fasting. This is so amazing. The whole youth group is doing it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, but it's dumb. What's interesting, too, about fasting is let's talk about the goal of it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the goal is, which is, it's very, it's funny how the Christians never want to intersect anything with Buddhism or Middle Eastern culture practice religion but it's a form of meditation it's it's a form of a type of meditation you're right you're supposed to be getting closer with your god you're supposed to be making a sacrifice you're supposed to be in prayer mm-hmm. all, the whole time so when you know whenever i work for pastors and they were fasting my dad was a royal asshole when he fasted he was, <laughs> he, was he was already rageful and angry then you took food away right the irony of it all is have you ever met anybody fasting that was nice no have you ever met anybody fasting? And this, I'm thinking right now about everybody I ever served in ministry right. that wasn't cranky and upset. Right. So the first thought there that you and I have talked about is, so the point is to be getting closer to your God, to strengthening your spiritual life, yep. and you're hangry. Mm-hmm. So you're taking it out on other people, <laughs> you're being hateful, and you're being a piece of shit to be around, yep. right? Yep, yep. 
that makes me laugh inside so hard <laughs> at the idea of we're going to observe this. Right. Now, my story about Lent is interesting because I'm a pseudo-youth pastor at the time this story takes place. I'm a wannabe. I right. don't have the degree yet, so I'm just pretending and being hailed as a youth pastor within a campground setting with no right. degree, barely a GED, but you know I've got gifts. So, yeah. But I can't preach because I've got ovaries. So right. I'm allowed to be a youth pastor who, by the way, preaches when the pastor doesn't feel like it yeah. or when there's no other staff that wants to do a devotion or a small sermon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm part of the youth group at the time, and it's Lent, you know, it's, you know, this is, like, going to happen. We're going to, we're starting to talk about how we're going to fast or we're going to do whatever. Yeah. And people start talking about what they were going to give up. Uh-huh. Fasting was an option put on the table. It wasn't that we were going to for sure fast. And it always cracked me up because over the time of ministry, I had two different pastors that they gave something up for Lent because this is the point we're giving something up. So let's just go back to the, the original how, it, how Lent came about. Yeah. He's, now, he's, he's off in the desert. Now, we've been to where this desert is in essence, right? We've been to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And I can promise you there's nothing promising about the promised land. We've been to a desert. It is hot. It is uncomfortable. There is nothing but sand in your mouth and your ears and your nose and other places we dare not mention on a podcast Mm -hmm. that's G-rated for the most part. And he's wandering alone. No one is with him to see any of this that they're recording. Right. Just so we know. It says in multiple ways. He's alone in the desert. (laughs) And he's fasting in the heat. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just say he's part man. Well, there's heat. And then there's desert heat. Right. Yeah, please don't Mm -hmm. get me in a discussion about comparing heat (laughs) between Florida and Arizona and Iraq and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's part man and he's part God. So let's just, let's just give him the fact that he's making it through this horrific scenario, if yeah. you will, because he's he's fasting, he's doing what he's been called to do, he's making this 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 moment before he begins to run for office in the ministry, if you will. Yeah. And he's uncomfortable, he's in the desert, he's enduring these horrible things. It's the point of us stopping and memorizing these things, and then we give up chocolate. Yep. So and when people say it too, they're so, they're proud. so proud of themselves. They're so proud. I'm giving up Hershey's chocolate. Yeah. Because that's what's most important to me. Mm-hmm. I gave up wine <laughs> <laughs> because it means so right. much to me. And to go without it, I just feel like I'm going to get closer to God. Don't know if giving up Hershey's Kisses yeah. is quite equivalent to wandering the Arabian Desert, Arabian now, back then, not, yeah. in horrific degrees of heat and yeah. sandals, maybe, yeah. alone for 40 days mm-hmm. and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. But you really should be proud of yourself that you're refraining from going to Marshall's. right and it's always like they're giving up something that's like it's profound a desire Uh not necessarily like i need this to Mm -hmm. survive like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just remember a family telling me when I was the youth pastor they were giving up drive-through. Drive-through. Hmm, just drive through. Just drive through food, so they could go into the restaurant, with, just yeah. like the Amish, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the Amish, they, they they can't have anything with wheels, but they can be driven in something by wheels. Here's the deeper point, people. It's not a sacrifice if you're finding a way around it and you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah, like the, you mean the Jewish priest that would. Force you to turn on the lights and turn off the lights. You're still going into a room that's governed by electricity, and you've merely just assigned another person to commit the act, whether it's considered a sin or a disappointment to your God. But Lent, are you serious? You've given up bacon is the equivalent to 40 days and 40 nights in a desert, which I do want to emphasize again multiple times, it says no one was with him. Yeah. How did we find out that he never <laughs> ate? Right. So Lent. It is finished. I'm done with Lent. We sure? Yeah, because I just think it's one of the silliest, to be kind, conceptions of people telling themselves. It, 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 just, again, it's like this. Someone is dieting. Yeah. And they, or they think they're being good, and they, they eat an entire Snickers bar with a Diet Coke. Right. That is what Lent is to most modernized people. Right, and they think they did something good by having the Diet Coke, is your point, right? Yes. Yeah. And you think you're giving up something so, like, <laughs> and in the practice of it, some people, yes, they'll be in prayer. They'll devote their times. But you know what else I notice? You know who has the mo- who's going to fight me on this and say, oh, I always prayed. I was always devoutly into it. You know who's going to be? People who are doing it for a living. I don't get paid to fast and sit around. Uh-huh. If right. I'm a pastor, right. if I'm a priest, mm-hmm. if I'm a rabbi, I can fast. It's my job to sit around <laughs> and pray. It's my job to sit around and be miserable. Right. I'm the working class and I'm fasting. Right. What right. reality is that? Mm-hmm. Or I'm, or let's get serious. I'm a pregnant woman and I'm doing that craziness. Yeah. Or I'm a diabetic mm-hmm. and I'm fasting. No, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolute, like suicide. Yeah. You know, it's no, <laughs> no. I always had a problem with Lent, even when I was giving stuff up. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous, and I kept it to myself because you don't want to be out there saying. This is ridiculous. Right. This is so stupid. And it's going to end. And what from that time have I learned? Yeah. How have I become a better person? Because you know what? Just like the rudeness of your friend, yeah. he's going to go right back to the rudeness when he's once he's eaten. Because yep. rudeness didn't just come out because he was hungry. It's right. innately who he probably is. Yep. And I'm going to go right back to the chocolate. What have I learned? Mm-hmm. I gave it up for a small period of time and gained what? Mm-hmm. Better blood sugar? Right. That's my spiritual journey? Yeah. No. Right. All right. So number four is Good Friday. I'll start with my story. No, do you want to? We need to have our guest. Mm, Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, what is Good Friday? Good Friday is celebrated on March 29th, 2024. Good Friday is a Christian holiday commemorating the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his death at Calvary. The etymology of the term good in the context of Good Friday is contested. 
Some sources claim good simply means pious or holy, while others contend that it evolved from God Friday. Fascinating. Fascinating. So I don't think we listened to that one before. No, we did. We cut her off. Though. Oh, yeah, that's We right. didn't talk about the pious, you know, the pious part. Yep. Which most people don't want to. So basically, Good Friday celebrates the murder of a the human murder. being. Yeah, the murder of him. And not just a murder. A brutal. Brutally tortured murder. Murder. Now, I don't have the problem with the fact that it's celebrated among believers as the murder day. That isn't even my issue. <laughs> that, that isn't even my issue. What's your issue? That, that's a, oh, you had a story, too. That's actually, I think, part of the story because we're supposed to have that day to, to really be somber yeah. and to feel bad uh-huh. that this happened. So just let me back up again. Thousands of years ago, uh-huh. it was decided before I was ever a thought mm-hmm. that this person would have to die for my sins that had yet to be committed and for all of mankind, and he would be murdered for this. So Good Friday, I remember now I'm in the Lutheran church. So now I'm working within that doctrine, that belief system. Mm-hmm. And... It was the first time I had seen the church decorated like a funeral. Mm-hmm. So there would be the black sash was around the cross. Now, I saw it later as a Methodist, but it was the first time I saw it because, mm-hmm. surprise, in crazy Christian non-denominational church, we didn't spend too much time on feeling bad about anything. Mm-hmm. It was more a narcissistic breeding ground within the non-denominational where right. we're just also holy and also all coming and all welcoming except for the gays, the blacks, the Jews. And we're just amazing. We love everyone except for those that have abortions and those that get divorced. So Black Friday comes and I'm like taken back by the sight of the church. Mm-hmm. It literally looks like an Italian funeral because it's all black. Mm-hmm. everything's sad and I remember saying to the youth that I worked with because now I'm in more of a leadership role if you will I mean I'm not going to leadership's a bit stretching it since I was a Lutheran mm-hmm. and there is no leadership for women except for pregnancy that's your leadership and submission to your husband <laughs> but anyway freaking ridiculous the whole thing is so stupid anyway um, but we're not going to be bitter Anyway, so I accused you of being bitter and listen to me. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about what we're going to do after the service. And I don't quite remember who interjected. I think I know, but I just don't want to say it was him. And he quickly guided us to the fact that we're doing nothing. We're leaving the service because we had talked about going to get ice cream just to be together and hang out. You're leaving the service and you're going home. This, This was a funeral. You're to go home and reflect on this until Sunday. Right. So instead of fellowship... Instead of being together in the oneness of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. we were basically chastised in that moment for wanting to go just have ice cream, which I guess, as long as we gave it up during Lent, maybe this would have been okay. (laughs) Um, And we were made to feel pretty... I remember feeling so crappy about myself in that moment because Mm -hmm. I was basically, how dare you, was the tone of voice. How dare you think about going and being happy today? The entire point of Jesus dying is for a little bitty part of time for you to be miserable so that then you can eat your Easter chocolate eggs when the stone is rolled away on mm-hmm. conveniently two days later. Right. Right. Conveniently. And Good Friday is the the one where they do the little 
ash on your forehead, right? Well, Ash Wednesday. Oh. You'll see the Wednesday before. Do you want to ask her just caveat, caveat about Ash Wednesday? Just Why did I fun. think... Because they'll do it, some churches will do it as well on... Okay, I always thought that they were the same, honestly. Well, wait, just wait one second, I'm I'll listening. clarify for you. Thank Alexa, you. what is Ash Wednesday? The Christian holiday Ash Wednesday got its name from the tradition of rubbing ashes in the shape of a cross on the forehead. The palm ash crosses indicate the mourning of past sins and commemorate the death of Jesus Christ. The holiday marks the beginning of Lent, a 40-day observational period where Christians honor when Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. So it's you see it's linked in it's the way It's basically the same thing. Yeah, but some denominations won't really you know, this whole recent thing of Mark Wahlberg wearing the cross of ashes on his forehead to go on Good Morning America. Mm. He's not gonna hide his faith. He's such an amazing believer, but makes a ton of movies with sex and drugs right. and, and yeah. bitch this and end this and cutting people have you know he plays a <laughs> porn star. <laughs> he plays the greatest porn star in all time. But he went on Good Morning America yeah. to make sure everybody knew yep. he had his faith. And it was, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't combine it all, but it just kind of cracked me up when he comes out and he's getting all this praise from the right, right about standing up for his faith. I'm like, did you all see his prosthetic penis when he played a porn star? <laughs> that That's drag queens are bringing kids to the, is killing kids. Yeah. But, but Mark goes on and he shares. But anyway, back to Lent. Or no, we're on. Or excuse me, Good back Friday. to Good Friday. I just found it to be a bit hypocritical, even mm-hmm. back in it. That, and it just was always convenient to me that the way the story goes was we only had to be miserable for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the story went like this: He died on Friday, and six months later he was resurrected. Right, right. Would people have then practiced that that no. long? Would it have been? That d- but I also find it kind of convenient from a story narrative standpoint. Like, you murdered somebody. It is factual that Jesus as a prophet existed. As a person. As a person. There is ev- su- evidence. I'm right. not going to say it's overwhelming, but there's right. evidence. And I'm sure that exhausted. this person was stirring up some problems for mm-hmm. the Romans. Well, because he was woke. Right. Mm-hmm. So they had to murder him. Yeah. Had to. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they didn't have to. No, they had to because right. he was becoming more popular but then, than what they wanted. Right. Then they managed to create this narrative that kind of covers up the fact that they murdered somebody mm-hmm. and turns it into a nice little convenient religion. But it's okay because he came back. Right. Exactly. They made it okay. It's almost <laughs> I mean, like... It's kind of like the most brilliant murder of all time. It is. And it's almost <laughs> like when you're telling the little kid the story of like, like Simba. Yeah. And they get traumatized. You know, kids screaming in the theater when Lion King came into the, the theater and the kids are screaming yeah. when um, Mufasa, you know, is murdered. Mm-hmm. And then you say, but it's okay, kids. It's okay because Simba is going to turn into this great warrior mm-hmm. and he's going to inherit all of these wonderful things from his dad. So it's okay that his father was trampled by hyenas and murdered by his brother Scar. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? Because he's betrayed by his brother. Mm-hmm. And now we, we, we look at the story of how allegedly Jesus really might not have ever been, quote, caught had it not been for Judas. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating how all these, you know, Disney, we were raised with satanic. Mm-hmm. It's the story of Judas and Christ, the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. The son is the sacrificial. He comes in and he saves everything. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
But but it, the hypocrisy to me of it again is that you're uncomfortable for one night. Yeah. This man was beaten. He was tortured. He had his pier- his side pierced. Mm-hmm. He had his hands pierced. He hung on a tree in a way that allowed the human body to remain alive while he bled out. But barely. But barely, so mm-hmm. that he could live in the torture. And was positioned in such a way that he could take in enough oxygen with each breath to keep his brain going and his heart going. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and they would intentionally stand up on the... This is all historic facts. They would stand up on the nail, mm-hmm. pushing the flesh in their foot to stand up. And I'm supposed to feel like a piece of garbage... Because this person did this for me mm-hmm. thousands of years ago. I wasn't even born yet, but he knew I was going to be a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So he died for me, th- and now I'm indebted forever. And I have to spread this message <laughs> to every single human I meet, uh-huh. even those that have their own belief system and a good self esteem. Right. I have to tear their self esteem down to remind them somebody loved you. Yeah, yeah. I also find it interesting that, like, these are major stories that we're told as children mm-hmm. that almost desensitizes us to kind of some pretty horrific things. Mm-hmm. But it's prayer in schools being removed that make kids shoot each other. Right. Mm-hmm. But they grow up with stories. The Old Testament is nothing but a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie. And now, on that note, if you want to break... I want us to come back with your story in, in the middle of our holiday thing yeah. here. I want us to come back with what you went through as a child the first time you heard the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. Okay, so we'll break now. What are we breaking for? I don't even know anymore because I've been told I need to be taken off the commercial by multiple <laughs> people. And then it needs to be you again. So... I'm fine with that. Okay. Remove my commercial, uh-huh. and we need to put your commercial back because the people want you, okay. and they no longer want me, and I am actually not <laughs> going to lose one inch of sleep, so I'm going to give up the commercial for Lent. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very noble of you. I'm Isn't a it? Huge sacrifice. I'm huge, just like I'm, Jesus in the desert. Oh, I'm yeah. in all of you right now. Awesome. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Back streets, back. I was wondering what was going through your head right there. You saw me going in my music lantern. Back streets. All right, I I really need the people. When you told me this, Mm -hmm. the things we tell each other. Yeah. The things we tell each other. When you told me this, it was, a, it was, would you say it's just been a couple years since you said this to me, since you told this to me, your feelings on the story of Abraham and Isaac? Yeah. Um, it really shook me. Really? Yeah, it shook me. And it made me really think about how I felt, too. But I want you to tell your story of how you felt hearing about Abraham and Isaac. And, and you're not kidding. So although we're going to joke a lot today, yeah. what Ben is about to say is not, it's not funny. It, it's really I mean, traumatic. It's, it is it's traumatic. traumatic. It is, it's, it's funny now because yeah. we're messed up. But <laughs> I mean, so I don't, rem- I don't remember how old I can remember. Yeah, I can actually remember where I was when I first heard this story. Can you? Mm-hmm. It was Kilburn, Illinois. My dad was the pastor of the church there. How old are you? And it was, oh, I don't know how old. 
But you were, you'd say, on your teenager. Uh, oh, yeah, like five, six. Four, oh, my four, God. Five, six. Okay, all right. So in Sunday school, hearing the story of how Isaac was supposed to be sacrificed by his father, right? With a bayonet. <laughs> and, like, the whole time, basically just, like... We were taught the story went that Isaac was supposed to be grateful and just let it happen, right? Because it was an honor. But like the story, like him struggling with that thought process of like his father sacrificing him, and like this was supposed, like this was what was supposed to happen for God, because yeah. God demanded this of. And of I remember Abraham. as as a kid, I mean, it occupied a good portion of my brain. Like, what if my father asked me to sacrifice, like, or God asked my father to sacrifice me? Like, I don't, how am I supposed to be, like, grateful that this is happening and just accept it? And you know how Christians... It was terrifying. You know how that'll be explained away, though? Well, you don't have to worry, because in the end, somebody swooped yeah, down and stopped it. But I had, like, my brain had to answer for that, too. It was like, well, what if he didn't? Exactly. What if he didn't? Exactly. Because as far as both of them knew at the time... It was happening. It was happening, for sure. The mm -hmm. fire was being built. The knife was out. He was being murdered mm -hmm. because God asked him to. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if the child... If we want to try to say, oh, maybe the child didn't know what was happening. Um, the kid has seen Sunday supper mm -hmm. slaughtered on the same altar mm -hmm. every Sabbath. Well... But even in the stories, he's asking his father, where is the lamb? Where yep. is the lamb? Mm -hmm. It's absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's a disgusting, traumatic, traumatizing, abusive story. Mm -hmm. And our children are taught this from the pulpit, and they literally have color sheets <laughs> of the angel coming down and swooping, taking over from, for Abraham and stopping it. It's it's a it's a brutal, horrific. It's a horror story. Mm -hmm. It's a horror movie. But again, what's affecting our children today? Trans people. Right. What's mm -hmm. affecting our children? People who dress in drag. Yep. What's affecting our children? Them not going to corporate worship every Sunday. Mm -hmm. As soon as they took prayers out of the school, we just saw the world just went. That's when the gang started. That's when it all started. But it's okay to have a story like that of a father going to murder his son. Mm -hmm. Which, could I just ask a question? Um, guys, where's the pro-life moment in that? Mm. Could mm. some? Oh, I'm sorry, that's right. He was, he was just a child. He, he, Abraham wasn't told to stab her stomach and kill the baby and cause an abortion. Mm -hmm. It's okay, because he was already living. It actually fits quite nicely, <laughs> doesn't it, with pro-life, pro-choice? Yeah. Once they're popped out, they don't give a shit about them. They don't matter them, anymore. But yep. just don't kill them when they're a fetus. Right, right. It's a disgusting story. Give, give us a chance to fuck them up. Yep, it's a disgusting <laughs> story, yeah. All right, so are we, are we moving on? Uh, yes. Are we sure? Yeah, I I'm think positive. we probably should on yeah. that one. We need to move past this altar. Sacrifice the next So we one. did Lent as number five. Mm -hmm. We did Good Friday as number four. Number three is Passover. Passover. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Alexa, what is Passover? Passover is celebrated on April 22nd, 2024. Passover is the Jewish holiday commemorating the story of the Exodus, in which the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt around 1300 BCE. 
The earliest copy of the Passover liturgy in its current form dates back to the 9th century. Some believe the origin of Passover dates back to a period before the Exodus, having its origins in a right to ensure the protection of a family home. A family home? Mm-hmm. Whose family? The right family. Was it every family? Mm-mm. Perfect segue when we're talking about Abraham and Isaac being not exactly the best advocate story for pro-life. So now what we do is, if your door wasn't covered in the lamb's blood, the wrath was your baby was murdered by God. Yep. Murdered. Meanwhile, when Pharaoh is standing his ground, you know, he's not allowing the Hebrews to be freed. All these plagues and horrible things that are happening upon these innocent people that have nothing to do, sounds a lot like war, has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the decision Pharaoh was making. It was one man's decision. So God murders innocent babies. Mm-hmm. Innocent babies. So you've got genocide. You have racism in a bit because only a certain type of baby was murdered. Mm-hmm. You've got, oops, not exactly pro-life, guys. You've got so many elements to this story. And who is the murderer? It's not Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. It's not the old Moses before he turns around. It's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Christians get... I've seen Christians physically sweat. Physically sweat when I bring this up to them face-to-face about Mm -hmm. how can you justify that story as being God's will, God's plan. It's totally excusable and understandable because it was God. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to talk to me about how somebody who can't afford a child or the baby is severely deformed or they've been raped or they're a victim of incest... That's murdering babies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's bad. Right. These babies were killed because they weren't the right race. Mm-hmm. They weren't the right bloodline. Mm-hmm. They didn't, again, they weren't making Pharaoh's decision. Right. They weren't at fault for what was happening to the Hebrew slaves. Mm-hmm. It's appalling. And now we celebrate it. We sit down and share a meal and read. Yeah. We read to each other. Yeah. Oh, but let's just be honest, though. The food isn't great. So, again, (laughs) we suffer. Not quite like the babies that were murdered, Mm -hmm. but we might eat something bitter. Right, right. Are you kidding me? Like, interesting to me, too, like, as we're going through this, this was another story that I was taught in Sunday school. I was a baby. As a child. I think I was five. Right. When I remember being scared of being of my baby sister child. being murdered. Also, we're just okay with animals being slaughtered all the time. All the time. Well, I mean, there were no vegans then, but it was cultural. Mm-hmm. So unlike homosexuality, it's completely acceptable. <laughs> You're so proud of that one. <laughs> I'm so proud of that one. Yeah. It's cultural. That yep. was their culture then to beat slaves. Yeah. It's, it's okay that God said... Just beat them. Just take Sunday off from it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's cultural. It's cultural that you had no rights. Why do I have no rights now? Why mm-hmm. can't I preach now? Right. Oh, well, it's still cultural. <laughs> <laughs> They're jokes. Yeah. All of them are jokes. Yep. Every denomination. It's, it's, 
when we were listening to her give, because just to give you guys a little backstory, I had a debate in my mind about my knowledge of one of the holidays. So we asked, mm-hmm. we employed A-L-E-X-A. And then we came up with the idea. I said to Ben, the things we tell each other, we're using her in this episode because I want her definitions out there. Mm-hmm. You started laughing uncontrollably when she gave what definition? Was it Lent? It might have been Lent. Yeah, because Satan was mentioned for some reason. Are you sure? What holiday did she mention where it might have been? Either way, neither here nor there, you started laughing uncontrollably. We don't need to know which holiday it was, but what made you laugh? Just, I think it was two things. I think it was a combination of, like, feeling how invested I was in that storyline combined with I'm listening to these words now and just how ridiculous it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like that combination was like in my head. Or wait till we get to number one. And I just thought it was, I, it, was just, it was just the funniest thing to me. Oh, wait till we get to number mm-hmm. one and the issues we have with that holiday. So where are we now? So we did Lent as number five. Mm-hmm. Four was Good Friday. Three was Passover. Two was Easter. Okay, happy Easter. It's today. It's right now. Yeah. You're out there right now, and hopefully you're not letting your kids engage in any pagan rituals like picking up eggs <laughs> or dressing like a bunny. Right. And you're past Lent, so they can have their chocolate bunny, so that's awesome. <laughs> and hopefully yeah. you got up yeah. before the sun rose and drug your grumpy-ass self to the sunrise <laughs> service. <laughs> So you could celebrate yeah. the risen Lord. Yeah. So you want to bring in our guest again for this one? Yes. Okay. like to welcome back to the podcast. Alexa, could you share with us about Easter? Welcome to the Alexa Prize, a university Ooh. competition to advance AI. Ooh. No, Alexa, stop. Wow, there's a prize? Apparently. We get? Okay. Alexa, what is Easter? Easter also called Pasha or Resurrection Sunday, is a Christian festival and cultural holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, described in the New Testament as having occurred on the third day of his burial following his crucifixion by the Romans at Calvary circa 30 AD. Okay. Mm -hmm. There it is. So again, I want to point out, well, growing up, Yeah. depending on which denomination I was being abused by, (laughs) <laughs> we were sad. Right. And then now we're happy. Yeah. Today we get to be today we can have ice cream. Yeah. Because Friday it was disrespectful to the Lord. Yeah. But nothing says a resurrection respect move like today <laughs> we can have ice cream. So I just want to talk seriously about the concept of Easter. I, I have worked with scholars, I've mm-hmm. worked with chaplains and pastors, and I've got to be honest with you. If I named right now and called these guys out of how many of them told me in strict of confidence that they struggle with the idea that he actually ever came back. Right. Because the problem is you have this record of a murder. Mm -hmm. The body's whisked away and put in a tomb. Mm -hmm. And then... And not like a tomb like that we're used to. Like we're not like a little cemetery or like a little... mm -hmm. um, what are they like? They call them with the walls that yes. they slide in and out mm-hmm. of, and it's like a slab that holds it there. Mm-hmm. We're talking a cave with a big ass rock rolled in front of it. Yeah, yeah. For him to decomp in it, wrapped in 
Right. You know, his body's been cleaned after he's been mm-hmm. murdered and he's put in there. Now, I don't know if she'll know this, but sh- we, we should try. Alexa, who saw Jesus when he was resurrected? From b.y.u, edu. Following his resurrection, Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene and then to other disciples. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what I want to point out is, does Jesus appear to anybody who's not part of his group? He only appears and is recorded as appearing to the people that believe he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't appear to the Romans. Mm-hmm. He didn't appear to the guy that pierced his side. Mm-hmm. He didn't appear to the the heads of state who arranged the murder mm-hmm. through secret avenues and basically like the house of cards mm-hmm. of the Jesus time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He appears to people who believed wholeheartedly that this is who he was, this was the mission. They're the people that record that he's back from the dead. Yeah. It's the best PR move of all time. It's really good. It's the OG PR move. It's amazing. Yeah. Because I can't doubt... I'm, I'm not allowed to question it. Right. Because especially he appears to Mary, which... <laughs> isn't it interesting? Yeah. <laughs> Women have no rights. Yeah. Why... I, I, I'm struggling here, Lutherans and Methodists. Women can't preach, but she was allowed to share the message of yeah. having seen the resurrected Savior. That's so good. She yeah. was allowed to take that to the masses. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Why wasn't she told to be silent? Mm-hmm. The scripture you guys love to use to make sure women that are gifted speakers can't preach. Yep. She went, and i got to be honest with you, she did more than preach a sermon. Mm-hmm. She shouted to the rooftops. She just saw a dead guy awake. Yep. Yep. Why did he not show himself to any of the... the, the Followers that were up his ass when they rolled him, <laughs> when they took him away yep. and beat the shit out of him. Yep. And they stood there and watched it. Yeah. Why did he not make himself known to them? Right, exactly. But to Mary. Yeah. So Easter now. Uh huh. The other problem I have too is so he's been resurrected, and you, you've said this to me before. Like, you made a comment about isn't it convenient that he comes back to life. Yeah. I mean, he had to. Mm-hmm. 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 But, but, and there's lots of jokes about this, and I'm not trying to be funny, <laughs> but doesn't that kind of make dying for me pointless? Right. So, you died, but you gave up a weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. You slept for a weekend, but mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be feeling like shit for the rest of my life for sins I commit and constantly remind myself but you died. Right. I just cursed, but you died. I just committed adultery, but he died. Yeah. Isn't it also kind of convenient, too, that part of the storyline is that he ascended to heaven? So, like, he didn't have to live out the rest of his life and then, i.e., have witnesses of his life after this murder for, what, another 20, 30 years? Well, here's here's a caveat that we didn't plan on really doing when we were doing the holidays, but I want to see what she has on the Ascension. I'm curious. Oh, okay. Alexa, what is the Ascension of Christ? From Lapple.org, according to Christian doctrine, Ascension refers to the elevation of Jesus Christ into heaven by his own power and presence of his disciples the 40th day after his resurrection. 
I know. I know. I I don't. I don't understand how people can hear this and not see the issues. Yeah. And it's not a crisis of faith to question logic. Yeah. It's forty days later. Mm-hmm. And he disappears. He's done. Right. He just goes back to heaven. What do? You, so say this happened. He's now traveled. He's committed miracles. He's done all these things for the, the for people. Mm-hmm. He's murdered. He comes back to life, and then he abandons all of mankind, but promises for centuries to one day come back. Right. So right. they wait and become nutsoid like my father, yeah. and sell my toys, <laughs> and convince us that any moment, if we're caught masturbating during yeah. the rapture, we're going to be left behind. Yeah. And, yeah. and creates agoraphobics creates anxiety disorders What's agoraphobic? can't leave the house mm. I know mm. right now three people who will not be named that the center of their agoraphobia is based on the teachings of the rapture mm-hmm. it's religious abuse mm-hmm. all of it is abuse it's meant to control to dominate to to depower to put down to mm-hmm. oppress mm-hmm. all of these well, stories think about it isn't it the beginning of Luke um where like they they do the whole like bloodline of Jesus mm-hmm. like and then they begot follow, begot begot right and it's all through the female bloodline mm-hmm. and I remember asking a professor like why is it all the females and he said well because that's that's how the Jewish bloodline is tracked is through the female bloodline mm-hmm. and I remember thinking that was interesting like obviously there is some importance to the female in that culture. some. All of the they pushed all the babies out to include the bigwig, but but they've also managed at the same time through the narrative of the gospel to get a get rid of that importance. That's to right. Hold them down. That's right. Like they're so important that you have to track the female name through the entire bloodline, not the male, the female. But some point in history, we've managed to take away that power from the. The female. And the bloodline is important, hence the word blood. But where did they sleep when they had their periods? They were unclean, unworthy of being mm-hmm. in their own homes, and they were cast to sleep outside with the animals and the elements because they were dirty. Mm-hmm. It's a man created, all of it is man created. Mm-hmm. It is a, the man's MO of this time. Yeah. For women to be the lowest scummest earth, nothing good for raping and killing, beating yeah. and pushing out kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't tell me that every single holiday we're going to talk about, especially when we get to Christmas, isn't an attack on the poor and women. Mm-hmm. It's a man-made, all of it, yeah. dominating the, every premise of religion is to put, is to control, to manipulate. Mm-hmm. It, it's where narcissism was born. Mm-hmm. Narcissism was born with Christ. Mm-hmm. The idea that this person comes and is better than me in everything and is my God. And if I don't forsake every desire I have to be something else, to tell a different story, to do a different job. Yeah. I'm a sinner, and I'm without Jesus, and I was told it every Sunday in the Lutheran church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to number one. The biggest one of them all. Do you want to do your drum roll? 
It was alright. Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Your favorite holiday, Christmas. It is my favorite holiday. Yep. But it has nothing to do with the rape of Mary. Yeah. By an invisible God. Yep. And then Jesus comes. It has to do with with it it never did. Even when I was a Christian, Mm -hmm. it only had to do with one person, Mm -hmm. and it was a woman. And it's my mother. Mm-hmm. Christmas never even as a Christian. If you get off on celebrating Jesus' birthday, good for you. Here's yeah. your ribbon. Yeah. Here's your hot cocoa with a peppermint stick. Yeah. <laughs> I celebrated Christmas and loved it for a woman. Right. Because right. It, it Im- Clyde Sr. embodied the feel, the smell, the aura of the holiday. Right. She felt like Christmas all year round. Right. Jesus never did that for me. Yeah. The story of Jesus never brought me the warmth and the peace and the comfort and the joy and the patience and the love that my mother did. Mm-hmm. And although flawed, because, well, again, she was a sinner and she made mistakes, she was Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... But also notice that we don't really, any of our Christmas decorations really don't have any um, religious, Well, even when we were in religion. But here's the problem. Minus the nativity. I have some nativities. And and, and I have them because one was mom's. Mm -hmm. And then I have a Boyd's Bear one that was given to me by my aunt and uncle. And that has sentimental value. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and my sister... She made a comment to me about giving me something with the nativity on it. Oh, I know you don't believe, but I'd like to give you this with the nativity. No, it's not that I don't believe. It's that can we just have an honest conversation just one fucking time, mm-hmm. an honest conversation about the fact that this was a minor child. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they were marrying off minor children. Mm-hmm. She was betrothed. She was a child. She was raped. Mm-hmm. Something was implanted in her body, a child, allegedly. Even if you go by the, the, the story, like let's say you buy into the story of Christmas that is in the Bible. Even though the timeline's wrong. Right. It's, it's awful. You can hear the agony or read the agony, the narrative from the Bible on how she, she just became pregnant. I mean, we're just going off of just, just the, Bible. the Bible, not any of we're our extra thoughts. We're not embellishing. Thoughts. We're going off of just the Bible, and you can hear, you can feel the torment mm-hmm. of the this shame. child having been raped by God. I mean, I guess I, that was that might have been harsh. No, but, I mean, and who's the hero here? Right. Who's the hero? Joseph. Is it Joseph? Not really, because Joseph was given shit too. Right. You think in that culture it wasn't sort of like, bro, mind your girl, she's a hoe. Mm -hmm, You -hmm. think Joseph wasn't run out of town too over the fact that it's not mine. I didn't do it. It's not mine. Right. It's a divine intervention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is a disgusting premise. Yeah. It is the rape of a child. Yep. It is unconsensual. Yep. Mary, did you know? No, she had no friggin' clue because she was a child. Yep. Did you know he was going to grow up to be God? No, I just found out I was pregnant even though mm, never had sex. Right. So now I'm a slut and a whore in the community. They have to be run out of town. Yep. And what do we do now with our young people who become pregnant? You know, what were we doing in the 50s 
when the religious people, when their daughters got knocked up, you shipped them to a monastery, mm-hmm. and they had to give up the baby, mm-hmm. and their lives were over. That was the quote all the time. Your life is over. Your life is over. You got pregnant out of wedlock. You got yeah. pregnant. Wait a minute. Pregnant out of wedlock is how we celebrate our Lord and Savior. Yep. But then all of a sudden you get pregnant, you have premarital sex, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. You get pregnant, you are bound to be banned from your family, from your community. Yep. In the 60s, you got sent to institutions, psych wards, yep. where they took the baby from you. How insane is that? All yeah. I'm asking, believers, <laughs> is open your minds yeah. to the fact that this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's a disgusting premise. Right. But, but you also, put up your Christmas tree. Which is also not even And you put your factual. little nativity under your pagan tree. Yeah. What's interesting, too, like if you think about it from, from a place of reality, as I pick up our son. Oh, my gosh. Come here. The only God I know, Loki Odin. <laughs> I mean, here, baby. in all reality, this was probably a member of, a prominent member of that community who raped this little girl. Got her pregnant. You have a theory on this. And then, of course, I wasn't, I mean, I couldn't have raped her. She's not going to admit to being raped. So they create this narrative that it's a divine intervention, right? That. So then nobody's at fault. And then at some point in in time of history, somebody sees this report, this narrative that they created to cover up this rape, actual rape. Not just that it was... God, and then like that turned into the premise of modern religion. But no matter which story you go down, like and, it's still and, awful. And people right now are writhing in pain hearing this. <laughs> They're writhing. How could yep. you talk about? That's my point. The Blessed Mary. That's my point. Yep. You're so connected with this narrative mm-hmm. that you can't even let yourself consider the words that are coming out of our mouths and that's sort of what you and I grapple with alone right. that we're not the only ones we might be the only ones dumb enough to talk about it on a podcast right. but we're not the only ones that have sat back you know one of the greatest quotes I see all the time is I didn't become an atheist because I don't believe in God I became an atheist because of the Bible Right. I didn't start to struggle with faith People always want to blame us exiting our faith due to the infertility or the war. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It was at Bible college yep. that I started to go, uh-oh, yeah. some of this doesn't make sense. Not even a little bit. And some of it, oops, some of it just seems like mm, controlling right. and male chauvinistic. Yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy is that, like, the words are right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're reading them. You're celebrating them. You're... you're like meditating them out loud Mm -hmm. and and you're and you don't see it Mm -hmm. like if you literally just sit down and read the christmas story in the bible it's it's not good there's just it's a horrible thing right Mm -hmm. and And again this is a story that we're teaching young boys Mm-hmm. And then somehow somebody decided it would be celebrated in December. Mm-hmm. There were no shepherds in the field in December. Okay, <laughs> there was nobody going across this tundra on camelback or horses, whatever the three wise men. Right. The wise men, <laughs> who are the ones 
that bring the gifts. Yep. Because they're the ones that think of gifts. It's right. always dudes. You're We're right. going to a party and it's always the dude that's like, we should bring a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're hungry? Yep. <laughs> It's so true, though. <laughs> it was the wives that said, "Yeah, maybe they'll like a little myrrh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's give them something they can sell. Right. So yep. it was stuff they were thinking they were going to re-gift. <laughs> which is what I re-gift every damn time someone gives me a little box that says, this is actual frankincense. Yeah. I re-gift that shit right to Goodwill. <laughs> I have no, no need for frankincense and myrrh. Okay? <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I these holiday all of it. It's just just open allow yourself to just see it through a different perspective. Yep. And the reason Christians don't and the reason people in certain denominations won't is because they'll lose their power and they'll lose the illusion. Yeah. Yep. So pastors will lose their illusion and their power as people with penises. That's why they can't open their minds to what we're saying. Mhm. The, the the elitists in faith will lose their power to having to give something up to the poor. Mm-hmm. So the rich don't want to hear this part and these takes on religion and or holidays and the, this this horrific backstory to all of this. Right. Because it disturbs everything I'm doing and believing. And if I have to stop believing this, then you know what? Who am I? Yeah. Who am I without God? Yep. Who am I without Jesus? I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. And you were taught that for a reason. Yep. Because you've got to believe this so that I can keep control over you, meaning I, the powerful people in society, which again was always the church, mm-hmm. which lost its the whole point of if there was ever any idea that the church was going to be anything more than a gamut. It was quickly squashed. Right. Quickly. Mm-hmm. So you you can't... Who am I without God? Yeah. Who am I... Because, like, right now I'm thinking of our closest friends that are devout. Mm-hmm. And how uncomfortable this has been. And how disgusted. And how they've been jotting down notes mm-hmm. about the heresy that we have spoken. <laughs> the things that we tell each other that are yeah. so demonic and bitter. Yeah. And, but the truth is is that it's all factual yeah. and it's all valid. Yeah, I mean like and they're we're not scared to death of it. I mean maybe we've made some conjecture, but I mean like we basically not taken much. the words right off the pages. We've taken it for, and we've also had we've utilized her today yeah to show what you're going to when you're going to ask these questions what has been historically recorded as believing this? Yep. Now, how did I come up on a fun note for the idea of using her today? Yeah. I saw a video <laughs> of a father and son talking about Santa. Uh-huh. And the kid is all worked up because he's at that age where he's starting to struggle with if Santa's real. Mm-hmm. And it's a real video. It's not fake. And in the midst of it, the conversation turns to, well, I'm going to try to desperately prove in my little kid mind that Santa's real, but but I'm also going to deviate to the reindeers a little bit. So he deviates, and he's, and he's kind of spitballing here. There's Santa, there's the reindeers, and he runs over to A-L-E-X-A, mm-hmm. and he asks A-L-E-X-A, can reindeers fly? Mm-hmm. And whenever this video was taken, 
at that point, she was programmed to tell the truth, and she said no. Yeah. The kid begins to cry. The father jumps up from the chair, runs over, rips Alexa out of the wall, and throws it over across the room. Yeah. And the video ends. Right. Now... Now what is the most disturbing part? And this is going to tie to everything we've said today. Now let's ask her. So in this video, she says no. And the kid cries because why? This breaks the belief that Santa's real if the reindeer can't fly. Yep. Alexa, can reindeer fly? Long ago, Santa and the elves discovered a special formula of magical reindeer food, which makes reindeer fly. Santa's reindeer eat this food all year long giving them enough magic to fly around the world on Christmas Eve. Right now, she just took over the role of religion. Yep. She's telling us now what we need to hear and what we want to hear because at one point she was programmed to tell the truth. Yep. No. But the truth will change these poor little kids' minds because now they go to her for everything, to order toys, to hear dirty jokes, to ask the meanings of curse words. So this little kid tries to, he's grappling with his faith in Santa. Yep. And he goes to her and she shatters it with the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, Alexa is programmed to talk about that reindeers eat a little potion and they really fly. Yep. How disturbing it's very disturbing is that right now mm-hmm. so i mean in a if you think about it in a very broad term like let's say we're asking alexa sorry okay we're asking her some serious questions we're going to her for our news our like i just want to know this meaning Definition, historic accounts. We've been asking her this entire episode what the meaning of religious holidays are, and she told us exactly what has been recorded. Mm -hmm. Why is she now telling us reindeer can fly? Yep. Mm -hmm. Because it's all bullshit. It's all what's been recorded and programmed into mankind Mm -hmm. from the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. And it was merely meant to control us the same way she does. She controls our knowledge. That's what Fox News is. And mm-hmm. we just found out, oops, hot mic, they admitted they're liars and knew the whole time the election wasn't. CNN isn't much better. Right. It's telling us what we want to hear as, quote, woke liberals. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but to me today, it was a game changer for me mm-hmm. in giving me even more peace from separating from organized religion. Right. I mean, what's interesting, too, is like you... We stumbled upon this completely on accident. By accident. You were telling me the story. Of the and video. And you were like, let me show you. So you asked her, and then that's the answer we got. I was shocked. I mm-hmm. tell Ben about the video, but I don't. I can't find the video where the dad literally rips Alexa out of the wall. So I just, and I said, here's the part in the story that's going <laughs> to blow your mind. I run over to her yeah. just like the little boy did, and I said, can reindeer fly? And when she told me they can... I just stood there in utter yep. shock. We both looked at each other like, what just happened? I cannot believe she's been programmed to protect children from knowing the truth. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, I'll kill you if you would ever told my kids Santa didn't exist. Right. When I was a nanny, that was very important to me. Right, right. But that's different. And it's- I was a, I almost made a mistake the last time I saw the kids. So I brought up my dad being ungrateful yeah. and, and talking about how much Christmas cost. In no way... Was that going to ruin Christmas for the kids? 
but the youngest did perk up and is like, but I thought Santa brought all the gifts. And I, I'm brilliant. I went right away with yes, but my parents bought some gifts too. Every kid knows that. Right. You're not ruining Christmas or, or distorting the illusion. Kids know it ain't Santa who brought you underwear. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Santa's not making tidy whities in the workshop. He's making Barbie mansions and Mustang cars. Right. So get off, relax, people. Your kid's <laughs> life isn't going to be over right. if your kid figures out that you went into debt in November. Yeah. So the fat man who's an illusion could get credit on Christmas morning. Yeah. But the difference to me is like when the kid goes researching, that's when the kid should find the truth. When the kid decides. Right. I'm going to research this. And that's what I did. Right. And I was already $100,000 into an MDiv. Mm -hmm. So I was screwed when I found out. Right. So now, instead of telling that kid that is being inquisitive the truth, even though it's painful, we're going to lie to him or her. And, And just side note from a therapist's perspective, Christmas doesn't have to be ruined because they figure out the truth. It should then be taught the spirit of Christmas is what makes Santa real. Right. Santa, just like my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was the spirit of Christmas. She embodied that. Mm -hmm. The warmth, the giving, the way she decorated. I decorate like it's a museum. Mm -hmm. It's, It's gaudy. It's overcrowded. When I see these houses on, on Instagram and everything where they have one silver wreath and a white reindeer. Yeah. And a, good for you, man. Yeah. But I want it gaudy. I want every single Christmas decor. I want to feel my mother. Right. I want to feel the warmth of her spirit. I want to look at all the vintage things. And as the light reflects off of things, I want to remember what it was like to hear right. her sing, to smell her cook. To That's how I bring her alive. And do you know what? It's an illusion. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware of I'm doing it. Right. People that have these belief systems, they're in denial that it's all fiction. Right. Also, why is it so bad that then your kid finds out that you're the one providing all this? For why them, is that bad? But they lose control of using Santa as the bad guy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then they can't threaten, which never works anyway. They got to be really young when you whip out the cell phone. I'm calling Santa right now. <laughs> Yep. You know, and then you call somebody and they fake the voice. You better be nice, Janice. Yep. That's crazy, too. Yep. That's crazy. It's bribery. And it's also terrifying. Yeah. To think that Santa gets this phone call (laughs) and you ain't getting shit because you're a little kid and you're having a temper tantrum because you want something right then and you're not getting it. Right. Life lessons, bro. Hashtag grow up. why Why don't we take a little break? Why? I'm doing fine. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm am I upset? I'm about the time Just on kidding. our audio. Just kidding. We're going to take a little break uh, 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 and we're going to, we're going to, we have an honorable mention. We'll close with honorable mention holiday. And then we, we'll holiday. do our, our gratefuls. Amen. Okay. Joy. Alrighty, we're back. We're kind of calm. Mm-hmm. No, I feel great. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel amazing <laughs> getting all that out. It's amazing. Yeah. But the honorable mention holiday, which by accident was supposed to be mentioned before Christmas, yeah. I wanted to end on I just Christmas. I felt like we were on a really good roll and kind of had already segued into Christmas, so I just went Roger, talk to us about Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, so it's a, I mean, it's an American holiday. It's yeah. very, 
I don't think it's a religious holiday. You disagree with me. It, I think religious people like to do what they do with everything, which is take it mm. and make it something that we're supposed to give thanks for. Right. It's a time which let's ask the Indians mm-hmm. how much thanks they feel for when they were pillaged, raped, slaughtered, and their land was taken, and then there was a big dinner to celebrate. Right, right. But we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's been a conversation recently, in recent years. Now, some will say Thanksgiving really is when the Indians and the, the you know, the English, if you will, or, you know, whatever, made peace and came together. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't think it's that neat and tidy when we think about it historically. Right. I mean, we could ask her. We didn't ask her. Oh, do you want to? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Okay. Alexa, what is Thanksgiving? The feast that we call Thanksgiving was first celebrated by the pilgrims and members of the Wampanoag tribe in the fall of 1621. Harvest feasts were practiced in New England, though they didn't catch on until President George Washington created a yearly tradition of a Thanksgiving feast in 1789. Thanksgiving became a mandatory celebration for all American states when President Abraham Lincoln signed a proclamation in 1863. On December 26, 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a resolution that made Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of November. Hmm. So again, a whole bunch of men <laughs> decided what we were doing, <laughs> used their power to make it be, Yep. and now we eat a shit ton of turkey, mm-hmm. feel like shit about ourselves, just in time to celebrate the person who's going to be born and later die because we're gluttonous pigs. Yeah. Man, that really does kind of sum up. We always feel so awful after Thanksgiving. Uh, not since I had weight loss surgery. That is true. I don't feel any different than I do any other day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like, I've, my issue with Thanksgiving is these, these fanatics yeah. that, it, you know, I can't do anything. I get mad the Christmas music is playing. I get mad that the trees are being sold in October. Just shut your face. Christmas is a season. It is not a day. Mm -hmm. And he is the reason for the season, people. So put away your little crappy attitude. Because it's, again, it's been a lot of Christians that have given me shit Mm -hmm. about the fact that I don't give a rat's ass about waiting until November to decorate my house. Waiting till Thanksgiving's over. He's snoring. (laughs) This right here is the reason for every season. But anyway, this was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed telling people the things we tell each other. Yeah. And we've always had amazing conversations around the holidays and, like, yeah. what we think about them. But, but here's the thing. Before we go... Oh, Lord, oh, wow. Loki. Oh, Lord. Before we go into what we're grateful for... Yeah. Listen. You can write us like you've been doing. You yeah. can text us like you've been doing. You yeah. can go on Facebook and tell us about, you know, how bad we are and all that. I don't mind that. It does not it, it does not bother me one bit when we get the adversarial comments mm-hmm. about our stances on religion and and things like this. I welcome it. Yeah. But you better come at me with some hard-pressed evidence as to anything you're going to debate that was said today isn't actually the truth. Right. And isn't actually something to ponder and to consider, mm-hmm. but will probably mess with your self-image because you have and to keep believing everything. Yeah. And if you're feeling a certain way, 
I would ask yourself why. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because what's funny is none of the carnage or terror, terror, terrible things we discussed seems to bother you, but what we said today has made you upset. <laughs> right. Right. And isn't that an The baby's dying, the son being traumatized by his dad murdering him, mm-hmm. Lent, the torture. Well, and which son? Yeah, the torture. All the stuff that happens in the Old Testament doesn't phase you, but this podcast got you feeling some sort of way. Yep. Something's wrong there. Mm-hmm. A 14-year-old being impregnated by an invisible part man, part God doesn't bother you, but I don't watch horror movies because they mess with my spiritual peace. (laughs) That Stephen King is a demonic man. Mm -hmm. And then we have Harry Potter, wizards and witches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your God's a bit of a wizard because, again, impregnated a child invisibly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's not go to Hogwarts. That's where demons are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, to me, like, how much of these major holidays celebrate a lot of death and suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrate it. Celebrate it, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and our response to that is, let's eat a whole bunch of food and eat everything we can that's wrapped in foil that matches the color of that day. Mm-hmm. That's how we celebrate all the carnage. <laughs> let's go out and, and get into consumerism and just go into dent, debt. I can't even talk. I'm so hungry now. Go into debt, buying yeah. things, all to celebrate the manger. Mm-hmm. Poor people giving birth on straw. Right. Gotta get to Macy's and get that hot sale <laughs> yep. on Black Friday. Yeah. Cause see I loves me some Black Friday. We should we should have talked about some Black Friday. Yeah. Consumerism and and Christians in the mall beating the literal shit out of each other when yep. Elmo the Elmo doll dropped. Yeah. And when Barbie holiday comes out and you start telling this this woman that's there that probably goes to church with you what a piece of shit she is for grabbing the last Barbie mm-hmm. let's let's talk about that a little bit about Black Friday yep you know when you go out and you become a monster of a human being for a sale yep and then you then that day you probably picked out the dress you were going to wear to church mm-hmm. when you go to pretend that you're not the same piece of shit that didn't get 30% off of one item <laughs> <laughs> yep it's so it's so it's insanity. Yep. Black Friday. Oh my God. And I want to find out. Oh, let's just real quick because we got to close <laughs> up. Just, we got to close up. Alexa, how did Black Friday start? The term Black Friday, in the context of shopping, was first coined in 1961 by Philadelphia police to describe the traffic congested roadways and amount of pedestrians that would occur the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, Loki didn't like that. Loki had. Some Why do we on think in the '60s did people just decide they had to shop? I think they 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 started seeing the clock run out. Thanksgiving's over. Yeah. Now I got to run out and shop. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that's how that happened. And I thought Black Friday went way back before the '60s. Mm-hmm. I thought Black yeah, Friday. I mean, when you think about as an American consumer, that didn't really start happening until. And 
why, might I ask, <laughs> why, why is good... Why, the Friday they murder Jesus and we all have to wear black, they call it Good Friday. <laughs> but then the Friday we all go shopping and beat the shit out of each other, that's called Black Friday. But all the sales are described as good. Right, yep. <laughs> There's some good sales. There's some good sales. we got to get out on Black Friday for the good sales. Yep. It's a good deal. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. The PS5 is, is $100 cheaper. Right. That's a good deal. Black Friday. Meanwhile, everything else around it is more expensive, so it doesn't even matter that it was on mm-hmm. sale. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I remember getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, man. My mother was a beast. She's a beast. She'd wake me up at like 5 in the morning. we got to go to the mall. I'm like, for what? For the sales. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? All the while maintaining it was Santa who brought everything. Right. Then why are we suffering, Mom? Mm-hmm. Why are you dragging me out? And I know damn well you're not going to let me eat now until like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. And I'm going to be a cranky little bitch. Yeah. And she's dragging me from Macy's to wherever to wherever to every little sale. Uh, but it's that's that's Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Good Friday, murder day. Yep. Black mm-hmm. Friday, sales. Yep. Shopping. Yep. Christmas music starts to play. Yep. Decorations out. Isn't it? Yeah, what is that day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the day Disney officially switches <laughs> over. It's the day all of a sudden you're not a lunatic. You're not a lunatic for playing Christmas music. Yeah. Is Black Friday. Yeah. You're not an idiot now. You're not too early. Right. It's, it's just... Oof. I know. Loki, you need to stop so, trying to go into anaphylactic shock when we're making profound points. On that note... Yeah, what are we grateful for? What are you grateful for? The holiday season. Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that so far we have not lost any of this podcast. Yeah. According to how the devices are looking. Yeah, we're doing I'm good. I'm really super grateful for A-L-E-X-A. Yeah. Because she's been a real fun guest to have on the show. Yeah. I think that worked out yeah. pretty good. No, I'm really grateful, and I'm so grateful to be back doing this, and and now we'll get people off of our back because, oh, my God, if I hear one more time, there hasn't been one in a long time and makes me feel bad, so then yeah. I'm in need of redeeming. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. This is a vicious cycle. I'm begging for forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm a piece of shit, but <laughs> please die for me so I can start recording my podcast again. Yeah. No, I'm grateful for this, and I'm always grateful for the things we tell each other. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what are you grateful for? (laughs) I can't drop my mic because it's the size of literally a Q-tip, the head of the Q-tip. So I can't drop. If I drop it. You could drop it. I could drop it. It's going to be loud, even though it's the size of the head. Would be less It's it's going to be anticlimactic. Just like, well, every, you know, religion. But anyway, go ahead. So you're grateful for? I think I'm I'm grateful for uh like you kind of alluded to like religious classes in college kind of opening our eyes. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of grateful to like the army kind of opened opened my eyes in the sense that like I became more aware of other things. And then the college that I did go to a Christian college at one point 
that really made me kind of question things. Mm. And I know that that wasn't the intent of said Christian college, but I'm kind of grateful for that. I'm going to interview you, and we're going to do your life story because I want you, I don't know the answer to what I'm about to ask you. I want to say I'm grateful for whomever or whatever stopped you from becoming a pastor. Oh. And I don't know if that was your first wife, though. Mm-mm. That wasn't her? Mm-mm. Okay. Because um, I'd be, you know, I sent her a thank you card, which is awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm grateful you never be, because you were pursuing that route, yeah. and I would not have met you. I was pursuing it pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. I was pursuing it when we met still. Yeah, that's true. We mm-hmm. were talking about maybe you going into the ministry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great. Mm-hmm. That'd have been amazing for our marriage. Yeah. For both of us to be in ministry and yeah, real peaceful time. Yeah. And then just sprinkle in, can't get pregnant. <laughs> that would have been a great time. Yeah. That would have been a great time for both of us. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to record. I, I think I want to interview you this and we record. Like an awful no. Idea. And record, like, me, I'm going to have set questions about your upbringing because we've talked about me just because it's kind of crazy, but we need to talk about you because there are elements of your upbringing that I don't think people could be able to wrap their minds around and comprehend that you're the result of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, people meet me and they're like, she's fucking nuts. That makes sense that her childhood <laughs> was like that. But they meet you yeah. and they're just like, he must have had... They're just the most perfect every experience because he's so docile and calm and peaceful and optimistic. Yeah. And uh, introvert, but with style, mm-hmm. you know, introvert, but with some flair. It'd be interesting. So that we're going to finish up my episode. Yeah. And if I can stare the stomach to tell the next part of it. And then, Loesch, hey. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell the, our audience. He actually just almost died. <laughs> he was resurrected right in front of me. I brought him back to life, didn't I? What happened? He stopped breathing because remember he's not supposed to lay on his back. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why we're laughing about this. Because <laughs> we're traumatized. He stopped breathing because he was laying on his back. Yep. He's not supposed to lay on his back. He's just looking at you like what? <laughs> Crazy ass dog. God. We deserve this. We talk shit about all these things for an hour and a half. And then we just had a paranormal thing happen. Yep. You need to not ever do that to mommy again. When mommy says wake up, you wake up. Be healed. Oh my God. Right, he, so, he was dead. He, so he's okay. He wasn't breathing then. <laughs> he was completely purple. <laughs> so You can't tell us that this podcast doesn't keep you guessing because we yep. just... <laughs> <laughs> he's just back to sleep. <laughs> like nothing happened. <laughs> no, I just scared him back to life. I scared him back to life. Yep. No, we didn't tell the people. Just, it was just Jesus. We need to let this end right now. But he died on the table while we were at the vet because they put him on his back mm-hmm. and they had to resuscitate him. And they told us, "Don't put him on his back." And he rolled over on his back while we were in the middle of 
ending this craziness up, yep. and he stopped breathing. Yep. He went limp. You saw him, right? <laughs> <laughs> his lips were purple. His tongue was out. Mm-hmm. He was dead. Mm-hmm. And I just brought him back to life. Where was Mary Magdalene? She wasn't here to report on this. Yeah. yeah. She should be out in the hallway, like, professing it right now. I'm just saying it happened. No one knows if it really happened. It's true. Everyone right true. now is like, I bet they're faking it for a really good, like, mm-hmm. major sporadic exciting ending to this podcast but no i saw it with my own eyes the Mm -hmm. resurrection just really happened (laughs) he totally came back to life all right we need to close you know the believers professed it oh my god we need to stop talking right (laughs) now oh my gosh well thank you for the things we tell each other and for helping me save our dog's life (laughs) 